This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. What makes superstars superstars is they do it all year, every night. They don't drop off for a week or two at a time. They're always there. That's the difference between Lillard and Holiday. Lillard is there every night for the most part. Holiday offensively is not. Not at all. And the reason that everybody was all excited about Boston getting this deal was why? Well, he's a great defender and, you know, Lillard's not, and that's going to hurt Milwaukee. Hey, man, you can say whatever you want about Damian Lillard, but you are not going to tell me that that man is not at least attempting to play defense on the defensive side of the ball. You can see how much, to me at least, better he looks defensively than what he looked like in Portland. Now, again, could be coaching, could be expectations of how they want you to play, could be the pressure of being on a new team. And knowing that everybody's looking at you because of the guy you replaced was Drew Holiday, who was a great defender. And even Lillard, remember when he came in, said, hey, look, I'm not going to be a Drew Holiday defender, but I'm not horrible like, you know, people are kind of making me out to be. So I think there's that spotlight on him defensively that when he was at Portland, nobody cared about or talked about because even when they were a playoff team with Terry Stotts for those years, nobody thought they would ever, you know, go to the NBA finals or do anything like that. Good, but never great. So there was never any spotlight on him. Now he's in a situation where the spotlight is on him. This team is expected to go to the NBA finals uh, and win a championship. And if they don't, they're going to be looking to blame somebody. And if it's Lillard's defense, that's where it's going to go. In Portland, there was never any threat of blame to be put on Lillard. Now there is. And I think he's, you know, he's living up to that hype. The other thing that happened in this game, and Doris Burke pointed it out. And I'm going to, say that I agree with her and it's a problem in the NBA and it drives me nuts. And I'm sure it drives some of you nuts too. The whole idea of I go up looking for a foul when I take a shot, I don't get a foul called. And then I sit there and I argue with the referee. Lillard did that tonight. Lopez did it at one point, I believe tonight. You cannot do that. In my opinion, when you are in a close game or a meaningful game or anything like that. But one thing that drives me crazy are guys that don't hustle back on defense, that leave their teammates high and dry, right? When you see your best player walking down to play defense, what? Like, okay, you're my best player, but you don't care about defense. So why the hell should I care about defense? At least, you know, when Jamari Parker said, I don't care about defense. Nobody in the NBA cares about defense. 
I, if I'm going to be in this league, I got to score. Okay, fine. Fair enough. He was just being honest, but he didn't even attempt to play defense. Like he wasn't even BSing anybody. Like, no. But for me as a fan, if I see the best player on a team walking back or arguing with a referee, and now it's five on four at the other end, and this dude's still having a fit about a foul call that was already passed and we're already on to the next possession, that's a problem. Like, you just can't have that type of stuff. Now, again, regular season game in November. Who cares? Fine. I get it. Fine. But you can't have this happen to the playoffs. And it's November, so we have a long way to go. But if I'm Adrian Griffith, that's something I'm talking about. It just is. It's something I'm bringing up in the locker room. Like, guys, we cannot be arguing with the refs and leaving our teammates high and dry on the other end to play five on four. That can't be something that happens. And when it's your best player or one of your best players and Lillard and Brooke Lopez, you're setting a horrible example for everybody else, for Bochamp and, and Andre Jackson Jr. or whatever else. If one of those guys pulled that crap out there, Griffin would have yanked him and sat him on the bench. Sit down. Sit down. Who do you think you are? Sit down. But you would have to say, who do you think you are to lead that with? Meaning, if you were a superstar, I'd let you do it. Yeah, fine. Go ahead. Do what you got to do. But if you're not, no, sit. And see, to me, that standard should be the same across the board. Lillard, Lopez, Giannis, Middleton, those guys can't be sitting there arguing about a call and while the play is going on to the other side of the court. Just can't. Can't have it. It's a bad look. So hopefully uh, that gets figured out too. Uh, the last thing I want to get into quickly here because it was brought up on the broadcast too is this whole thing about Giannis' free throw shooting being tr- absolute crap. Lowest of his career. Let, let's, let's talk about this for a second, okay? I don't believe that Giannis doesn't care about free throws. I do believe that Shaquille O'Neal did not care about free throws. Not at all. Did care. Not a bit. Did care about advancing his game. Nothing. I'm going to dunk the basketball. I'm the most dominant guy you know, in the NBA. I'm going to be in the NBA Hall of Fame. I'm good. Fine. That's who he was. I don't believe Giannis is that. I believe Giannis has been working and working and working. And then he finally had a rhythm and then it was taking too long and people were chanting numbers at him. But when they were counting him down, if he was taking too long and he's, you know, getting whistles blown out of him for taking too long at the free throw line. So then he had to change his routine again. So he continues to screw around with this free throw thing, trying desperately to figure out how to make more free throws. But there has been a steady decline here over the last couple of years at the free throw line. For me, if I'm a member of this coaching staff or the players on this team, I'm not even addressing it. I'm not bringing it up. I'm not worrying about it. We're just playing. Like, I'm not even not even going to bring it up to him. I'm not going to be like, hey, Giannis, you know, you're struggling at the line. Why? Why, why does, he knows he's struggling at the line. Why do I need to add that into his head? I'm, I'm not going to do that. No need to bring it up. And I don't know if Bud ever brought it up. Maybe Bud and, and that coaching staff never brought up to him about his struggles at the free throw line. Maybe they did. Maybe they worked on it and did all this other stuff. I just wouldn't. I would just ignore it and move on. It, it, it's part of who he is. Just like he's not going to you know, shoot 40% or whatever from three-point line. That's just not going to happen. He's never going to be a great free throw shooter. Fine. It's just you move on and let him get out of his old head. Just go up there and shoot the basketball and get back on defense. Because it's it's just a waste of energy 
for everybody involved to keep harping on the free throws. Now, I get it. You know, as an announcer, you have to talk about it. Uh, as a sports talk show host, well, does anybody really talk a lot about the Bucs anymore at Sports Talk Radio in Milwaukee? Probably not. But uh, if you're talking about the Bucs at Sports Talk Radio in Milwaukee, then, yeah, you, you have to bring up the fact that he's missing a bunch of free throws. And it's going to potentially cost them in the playoffs. I think that is something you definitely is worth having a conversation over as he's getting worse. So, yes, they on the radio also have to talk about that. But internally, there in that building, no, I don't I don't think it's worth it at all. I'd rather have if we're going to butt heads, I'd rather butt heads over using your braid and not making a dumb decision to go one on five or to make a dumb boneheaded a pass or a dumb cheap foul because you're frustrated. Have those conversations about making better decisions on the floor with Giannis and have that battle with Giannis if I'm Adrian Griffin instead of worrying about his damn free throws.